Hey friends, welcome to the Rhythms for Life podcast, where each week we talk about four rhythms that help you reduce stress and anxiety and take charge of your emotional health. Rest, restore, connect, create. These ideas come from Rebecca's best-selling book, Rhythms of Renewal, trading stress and anxiety for a life of peace and purpose. So grab your copy, invite your friends, and let's live in rhythm. Welcome back. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Gabe. And we're so excited about today. I know. We're, we're kind of taking a step back as we look at the remainder of the year and excited to announce to you all the different opportunities we're going to have to be together this fall. And I know yes. for a lot of us being together, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Bigger than it used to be to, to yeah. start planning for moments where we come together, we learn together through all of our different rhythms retreats. Yeah. So today in particular, one of our favorite topics that we have been spending about 20 years having dialogue with our mentor, Pete Richardson, our life coach. And um, he just is a brilliant, brilliant, gifted man. And we're so excited to share this conversation with you. But for starters, what he does, Gabe, would you kind of unpack that a little bit for somebody who's... Yeah. When you first hear the idea of life plan, it sounds almost like arrogant, right? Like who... Who could have a plan for their life? And that's not what we're talking about, that we're going to lay out every single detail of your future life. God holds the future. But as Pete says and reminds us in Proverbs 16, you know, man makes his plan, but God directs his steps. And there's a diligence and a wisdom to planning and to observing. And the process that Pete took me through 20 years ago, took Rebecca through a decade ago, radically changed our life. It set a trajectory for us to start to pursue the calling God has. Pete believes, and we'll talk about this, that every one of us has an assignment. Mm -hmm. And when you start to uncover that assignment by looking at your story, by seeing the ways God's uniquely given you opportunity, talents, skills, and also burdens, when you can start to piece that together, it's powerful. And so we're going to have two days together, September 30th and October 1st, here in Franklin, where it's completely set aside for a select number of people to come in and have Pete with us in person, as well as some other coaches, to walk through as a group the life plan process. Yeah, Pete, Just uh, I remember sitting down with him over a decade ago and having a lot of these conversations and being led to really awaken and discover what has always been there. I think sometimes we think about vocation or calling as this big ethereal thing that is just too hard to describe or find or harness, and we feel like we might miss it. But really what it is is an uncovering of what is actually already in you, something, that birthright gift and that natural thing you love. Um, And then the burdens, the things that are hard in life. You know, part of your story, everyone has a story, and that story has some pain. It's just part of the fall. It's part of living um, in a broken world. And yet we get to carry light in that world. And so I I just love having time with Pete and hearing from him. Yeah. So that two-day event is called a life planning retreat. You can learn more about that specific one at rebeccalyons.com slash LP for life planning, LP retreat. But then we also have two other retreats this fall. So as you're getting out your calendar and you're starting to not only think about your summer, but you're thinking about what are the rhythms I want to build into my fall. You know, one of the things Rebecca describes in her book, Take Inventory, and as well in the planner and journal, is quarterly, as couples, try to find time you're just going to get away, where you're going to step back from the busyness of life and reflect and orient yourself for how to move forward. And so not only is there the life planning retreat, for those of you that that would really help, but also two other retreats. The the one is one of our favorites, the yeah. Rhythms Retreat, where yes. we talk about all four rhythms with different experts, but we do it in the setting 
of Lost Valley Ranch in Colorado. It really is. I think one of the missing things coming out of last year was recreation and play. It felt like the first thing to go. I know it did for us, for our family, (laughs) for our marriage. Like We're like, how long has it been since we've just like belly laughed out loud for a long time? It's been a minute. And I think we've got to get intentional about putting that back in. And so we have this weekend that we just look forward to every year. And it's with horses and there's skeet shooting and there's hiking and hiking and beautiful beauty morning and, rides. I mean, it's just an oh, yeah. incredible setting and it's a perfect setting for couples. It's singles are invited, but couples, if you're looking at the fall and you're saying we want to do something together, this is the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other two are opportunities for somebody to come alone because life planning can deal with your calling and, and yeah. it doesn't require both of you, although it's or always Or you could great. come with a friend. Yeah. But, but this particular one at Lost Valley is amazing. October 22nd to 25th. It's three nights. It's a four diamond amazing resort and you'll, you'll just love it. But then finally in November, we, we come back to a retreat we did last fall that was again, sold out. People were so hungry for Kurt Thompson and the conversation we were able to have with him over two days around emotional health. And we call that our renewal retreat, November 18 and 19. Again, for people who are in the work of counseling, of mental health, maybe you work at a church, you're on staff, or you're really somebody who wants to go a little deeper into the neuroscience, into what's really happening in our brains and our relationships. Kurt is amazing, and we get to ask him those questions and learn from him. And I know it was a transformative day for all of us. Absolutely. It's this intersection of science and faith that we really do believe that our inner healing and our brain healing all works together, that God wants to heal us um, through His Word, through His Spirit, through the power of salvation and rescue, and then also wants to give us the tools and the resources to rewire our brains. And He made our bodies. He knows what we need and uses all means necessary for our healing. And I think Kurt is the guy. I mean, he's my go-to on science and faith um, because he's so articulate and passionate about God and Christ. And then he's also really, really smart about the brain. And I think those things pair very beautifully. And we'll do that here in Franklin. So two of those retreats are right here on Main Street in Franklin. We do them at the Harpeth Hotel. It's a beautiful boutique hotel, great setting. And you walk out on Main Street and have lunch with your new friends that you're meeting or those you came with, beautiful dinners. And it's just a wonderful time. So all of these retreats are designed to help you go deeper into implementing these rhythms into your life. And you can learn more about all of them and look at the websites for them, all the details at rebeccalions.com slash retreat. And you can sign up now before they're sold out. So get your spot, plan for it, and we'll look forward to seeing you. Now, as we move into this conversation, this will focus on life planning. Whether you can join us in September or not, this is going to be transformative for you to just listen to somebody who God's uniquely gifted to help people find that assignment. And he knows the questions to ask. He knows the barriers that get in our way. And during this time and during this conversation, we're just praying that it opens your eyes to maybe something new you've never thought about that God's destined you for. But until you've taken some time to think about it, it probably hasn't hit you yet. And so we're just going to pray it does today and that this can just all be part of that journey. So let's listen in now. Welcome back to the podcast, Pete. We're so glad you're here. It's great to be here. Thank you. We, we love talking with you. As, as we've shared with uh, our listeners, you've been such a life coach for us in so many areas. And I want to spend some time today really digging into this statement you've made to me, to Rebecca, to so many friends that I know you've spent time with. And, and it's this deep belief you have that every single person has an assignment from God. And I just want to start there because 
That's a big statement that for listeners to hear can create some anxiety, can create some excitement, um, but we need more clarity around it. Tell us what you mean by that statement. Yeah, I, I, that's a good question. I, I think a statement like that, you, you sort of have to understand the dilemma, the human dilemma or problem to really understand that statement. And the the best way I would frame the problem is is actually a quote from David Thoreau, the philosopher in the 1800s. And, and his observation back then was that the mass of humanity lead lives of quiet desperation and die with the song still in their heart. And, it, you know, I can only imagine what he was observing and seeing on the countenances, the, the faces the of the lives that he was referring to. And what I think about is that there's this quiet, angst, desperation under the veneer of someone's face, wondering why are they here? Is there a purpose and meaning to their breathing and existence? Yeah. And, and, and is it possible to like really get in touch if there is with that purpose and that meaning and, and do it in a way where we live the bulk of our lives in a thoughtful, intentional, meaningful way before we breathe our last breath. And, and, and then you, and then you look at scripture and you just see the, the amazing creativity and capacity of God. Um, Jesus said, you know, he knows the numbers of hair on our heads. He he knows all the the birds in the sky, and and so is it possible that God, the the great Creator, dispenses all this human giftedness and talent uniquely to each individual? Seven point eight billion people in the world right now. Is it possible that He does that with a desire and some kind of intention attached to it? that that person and those people would discover it and use it meaningfully in their lives to play some kind of role in his bigger story before they die. I think so. Yeah. So that that's that's the bigger narrative around it. Yeah, I remember when we had this conversation about a decade ago, you and Gabe have talked about life planning since he was in his early 20s and I remember I started to engage this vocation calling conversation with you in my mid-30s. I felt like I was just raising babies for that first decade, which was still calling and vocation. <laughs> just looked different um, inside the home than sometimes it looks outside the home. But uh, one thing you said in those early days of us talking was this quote by Viktor Frankl, where life is not made unbearable by circumstances, but by lack of meaning and purpose. And Frankel defined meaning by the three things, that is your work, your love, and your bravery and suffering. So this kind of larger inner ache that you're speaking to is when there's um, almost a gap or a chasm between that work, that love, and that bravery and suffering. Like you you know you want to lean into those things, but through wounding or shame or whatever, sometimes you shrink back from true love or you shrink back from meaningful work that kind of pushes you and makes you come alive, or you even lean away from suffering. You just don't want to go into the hard places. But what you have led us in, and you even have indirectly led this community in from your you know episode with us in season one, um, all the counsel you've given me over the years that has somehow made its way in books, um, that that we all are wanting to ease that inner ache. We want to respond. That Imago Dei in us makes us want to respond. But what are some of the root causes as to why we avoid or we run from a call towards 
significance that might make us feel lacking? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think I frame it just in the nature of good story. And and whether it's the story arc of scripture or the story arc of our own lives, um, there's in, in any good story, there's a good antagonist. There's a good nemesis. There's there's some kind of force trying to stop the good person from doing what they're commissioned or called to do. And in this case, I think it's definitely the, one of the prominent themes that I see in my work is just the nemesis of fear. And, and you know, but if you do a, a root cause analysis of fear, it, it never goes back to the source of God. It never goes back to our advocate. It always goes back to the enemy of our soul, of our, of our God-created purpose. And so fear, fear is so multifaceted and, and creative in its ability to morph and, and try to shut down someone's sense of meaningful, purposeful living in alignment with what God's created them to do with the gifts he's given them. And, and so, you know, that plays out in, you know, just, just take like the fear of the future. Um, if, if I make certain plays or embrace certain change or follow different inklings that are deep in my soul, there's the fear that it might not work or there's the fear of, of losing something if I take, make that play, or there's the fear of what others might think or say about me, that voices I really respect and look to for guidance. So, you know, fear has so many different faces, and its one purpose is to shut us down and typically keep us on the larger picture of what we're talking about, keep us and inhibit us, and in some cases paralyze us, from pursuing, taking risks, pursuing courageously God's call on our life. Yeah, and and we're coming out of a year where I think people have experienced fear at the highest levels, fear for their safety, for life, for financial security in the future. I mean, people are now inundated with fear in a way that I don't know that we've ever experienced in our generation. And it can feel like to think about purpose and mission and assignments and going after the thing God's put in my heart um, has taken a back seat. It's become the thing that's maybe not as necessary as me just getting a job or me taking care of my basic responsibilities survival. I can see in front of me. Yeah, the, the basic needs of survival and putting a roof over my head and food. But but as you talk about this, this is essential. And, and I think we start to gain confidence when we realize, wait, God's up to something in the world. He wants good to go forward. He wants things to be redeemed that are broken. He wants relationships healed. He wants our lives to flourish. And he is, as you said, our advocate for that. How much more important is it in a season like this that we double down and and give the attention necessary to what is God's assignment on my life? What is his calling? Uh, and then I want to get into some of the details of and the tensions of what Rebecca said earlier, you know, being a mom, being being a wife, having little children in the home and how that played out for her or all the responsibilities I carry as just a man, as a husband, as a father, but then thinking about this vocational layer on top of that. Um, but first, why is this critical right now that as a society, we double down on our assignment? I think it's critical at any given time in any generation. And, and I think 
I, it's it's easy to have short-sightedness on our life journey from birth to death, whether it's for our own journey or for somebody's someone's life that we we love, our spouse or children, for example. And so, it, um, one of my favorite verses that sums this up in the New Testament is Acts thirteen thirty six, and and Luke summarizes David's life. He says, "When David had fulfilled God's purpose for his generation." He fell asleep and joined his forefathers in the ground. So put your name in there. You know, when Gabe and Rebecca had fulfilled God's purpose for their generation, they fell asleep. And any listener could put your name in there. So what does that mean? It, and and when we go through a year like we just, we have been in 2020 and COVID and the, the world was flipped upside down, where change is fine. Uh, all the more now, it's... Um, the, the conflict is on. What conflict? The conflict between what I sense God has created me for, what he's calling me or inviting me into, and the change around me, and, and how do I interpret that and respond to it? So my experience in my own life and journey and guiding other people through this is see your life from a zoomed out perspective from birth to death. And there's, there's pretty cool seasons of life to that in different cultures. But what God is calling you to now in, in an assignment, it, it may be the, the fullness of the expression of that, but it may, be, it may be an important stepping stone that won't be fully realized or known or played out for 10 or 20 years down the road. So it, it's, it's kind of like when change is magnified and when the world flips upside down like it just has, again, back to the, the nemesis. The nemesis is there trying to shut us down and paralyze us and distract us from moving ultimately over the course of our life to God's fullest expression of what he created us for in his creation for this generation. I love that you're addressing the setback or the moment of um, pause, antagonism, something that's resistant to kind of the trajectory we were on. And one thing you have had us do in the past, and I know you take a lot of people through, is this life mapping of your whole narrative of the highs and the lows on a scale of one to 10. Like what what was the trajectory shifting moment or season that literally put you on a new path? And it usually took something that was a very extreme high or a very extreme low that made you redirect your course and chart a new course. And um, for a lot of people, when that thing is a hard thing, it would seem like, okay, my, I'm, I'm out. Like I'm whatever I was doing or was on is tabled, and now I'm not even sure what the new thing is. <laughs> it's clear the old thing is done or dead or dying, and we're nursing, you know, um, a dying horse. But at the same point, there's not always clarity as to why or where that's going. And yet, you look back, you know, you look back a decade ago or two decades ago or three decades ago, whatever the thing was that might have broken your heart or created some sort of trauma um, in some ways still somehow put you on a different path. Um, could you speak to the person right now who might be in that place, who's just kind of like, you know, whatever COVID was or, or this whole last 18 months just knocked them sideways and they are 
inerrantly feeling a sense of paralysis, of almost a a lack of confidence to even know where to begin because of kind of getting knocked over when they least expected it. Yeah. And so it's what my encouragement would be is that there's, if you, if you're not, um, beginning to explore. And if you're not on the journey of discovering what God has gifted you with, the the talent he foresaw and invested in you when he created you, that you would, you would begin that exploration, that you would, you would begin to explore in a way you never have before. Because when you're in a moment like you are now, You've got to have the clarity of a North Star that's pointing the way through the, the valley of darkness. And that's, that's the, the gift of, of God-created meaning. That's the gift of having purpose and meaning outside of your present circumstances. That's what Viktor Frankl talked about in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, was that there is something that transcends my current condition. Mm-hmm. that that pulls me forward and even helps me interpret and define maybe my present context very differently than what I'm feeling. So, you know, th- this, this idea of knowing why I'm here, knowing why God created me, what he's put in me and what he's inviting me towards as an assignment to invest that into um, that is, in my experience, for many, it's a journey. For many, it unfolds and becomes more and more clear over time. But for those who don't choose to go on that journey, then they're just living year in and year out in a sense of confusion or ambiguity. And in the worst case, it's just quiet desperation. Right. So you've, you've, you've got to commit to the journey. And it's a journey with God. And it's a journey in terms of the questions you engage, the questions you ask yourself, and how, how those questions lead you to deeper discovery of who God made you to be and what he made you for, and how that applies to this season of life you're in, in the longer story of your life. We're so thankful for our partner Samaritan Ministries that helps partner with families hundreds of thousands of Christians across the nation who care for one another through prayer, encouragement, and financial support for medical needs. It's such a unique solution, and it's biblically based to trying to provide for your healthcare needs. Connects you to other Christians who support you spiritually and financially when you experience a medical need. It's affordable, and you can join today. And the way it works is you have the opportunity to submit any of your medical bills when a medical need arises. You choose the healthcare provider you want, the treatment that works best for you and your family, and then Samaritan Ministries helps cover those bills and pays you directly for those bills. Online resources are available to you 24-7. You have access to medical professionals by phone, email. You can get medical advice before you even visit the doctor, saving time and money. You can also price medical procedures and also choose a quality healthcare provider that you're happy with. So as you consider all of your options in caring for your medical needs, consider Samaritan Ministries, and you can learn more at samaritanministries.org slash podcast. Again, that's samaritanministries.org slash podcast. 
So I know this is definitely not something that can be addressed or buttoned up in, you know, a podcast episode, um, which is why I'm so glad and grateful for your work because you have a whole team of people who walk people through this. You walk people through this. Sometimes it's a couple day deep dive on just like getting a grasp of that 30,000 foot view of your life, you know, pulling away from the immediate and the urgent and, and, and getting a broader scope and a clearer vision of what God's faithfulness has looked like and how to even let the Holy Spirit even lead and guide and what next steps could be taken or where to venture out. And one thing um, the protagonist always has to do somewhere in this freefall is have a take a proactive step. You know, it doesn't even matter that you're in a freefall. At some point, you've got to decide if I'm going to take a proactive step towards something, even if it's not clear, even if it feels scary or daunting, you're inviting them to go, okay, I need to examine some things. I need to ask some things. So what what would the person who's listening to this podcast coming out of it, I mean, we're going to introduce them to more of you and ways to access more of what you offer um, outside of this conversation. So that's, that's one thing. But in, in the immediate, if you were to say, hey, you're listening to this today and it's wrestling, um, it's kind of hitting all the buttons <laughs> for the listeners. Like, I want I want to take deeper inventory. I want to know where my heart is in all of, all of this. Is What's the practice daily you would invite them to? I'm assuming it's some level of journaling, some level of question asking. Um, but wh- how would you counsel them for starters? Yeah, so again, I, I think there's layers of questions to explore. If If you've been awakened to what you don't know, in, in the language we use at Patterson Center, you're now in search and discovery mode. And search and discovery mode of what? So one thing is to, to begin to chart your backstory in a way to really understand how you got to where you're at. And, and you can even begin to, for example, uh, list all, what are the turning points in my backstory that have defined and shaped my journey from the earliest days of my existence till now. And then, you know, when we kind of see those dots connect through this list of turning points in my life, where my life was going one direction and something happened and it's going in another direction, and that direction can be very life-giving or not. It can turn me towards God or away from God. It can take me down one vocational path or another one. It could maybe have been life-giving for my family dynamics or not. But we need perspective on all that, our backstory, how we got to where we're at. Then you can sort of zoom out on that and almost critically analyze like you would a good movie. This is my story. What do I learn from it? What do I want to carry forward as I move forward? What do I want to leave behind? Where is there confusion that I need to seek more wisdom and insight for? So that's one thing that that someone could begin to chart in their journal Another very simple tool that we we use for gaining perspective, we call it the four helpful lists. You can begin to journal what's right in my life right now, in any area of my life, personally, in my health, in the state of my soul, in my relationship with God, or in my family, if I'm married with my spouse, or if I have kids with my kids, what's, what's right in my vocational space with my place of work and vocational contribution, what's right in my spiritual church community, what's right in my community at large. We call those life domains. 
So that's one question. What's right in any of those areas that they don't need to be perfect, but they're right enough to be right and they can be optimized, but they're right. And then make another list, like what's wrong in any of those areas, personally, family, vocation, church, community. These are things that need to be right and they're not. And then third, ask what's confused. I don't know if it's right, wrong, confused, or missing. It's confused in any of those areas, personally, family, vocation, church, community. And then what's missing? Where do I see voids that I need to add something? It's, it should be there and it's not. Let's make those visible. So when you ask those four questions, what's right, wrong, confused, missing in these different areas of your life, and then zoom out on that and say, what are the core issues right now going on? What's the state of the union of where I'm at now? And make a list of those core, core issues. Now I've got, just in those two exercises, this is how I got to where I'm at, and this is where I am right now on this journey. Yeah, and that is such a helpful way to structure it. I know Rebecca created the take inventory option that allows people to, even online, they can print out a guide that would help them walk through that very clearly for them. And and we have to do that often. Back 20 plus years ago, Pete, I remember when we first met when I was in my early 20s, you helping me map out my story to that point, my life story, where I had been, what those key turning points were, the key lessons I'd learned in it, uh, and even taking inventory at that stage of my life at, at 25, just married, I think we were about to have our first child, you know, and, and you were walking alongside me and we started mapping out my plan, my assignment and the work that I would then begin doing and have been doing now for over 20 years. And it's just been amazing to me to look back and just see how providential that was and how this process you've created where it's not just what am I feeling or what am I up to today? What am I passionate about? You actually have this entire structure you've built through the Patterson Center that allows people to go on that journey. And it's been so tried and true. I know you've done over a thousand life plans with people and now your team of, of so many people that have been trained in this, hundreds of people that are now trained in this that can walk people through it. It doesn't just have to be, man, I hope I get it right. Or I hope I don't die with that song still on my chest. Uh, and, and that's what I just love about the way not only you think, but you've created something that now is going to outlive you and it's going to help so many other people discover this assignment. And I'm excited too that we're going to be doing this retreat together September 30th and October 1st, where we're going to allow, you know, a number of people. It won't be one-on-one with you, but it's going to be this opportunity for several people to be, be able to be in the same room with you, asking these questions, walking through pre-assignments that lead into this, that go through taking inventory, go through some of this backstory understanding that then when we come together for those couple of days, it's going to allow people to really begin to process alongside others what their assignment is. Yeah, what I love that you offer, Pete, is really we're all looking for that, what God, the Imago Day that God put in us and all the scripture that you referenced, one of my favorites is from Psalm 139, where it says, when I knit you in your mother's womb, my works were wonderful. And I know that full well. And then this idea of that, and all your days were written and planned before one of them began. So this idea that the father calls out destiny over the son and the daughter in the knitting, um, but then also gives them plans and purposes to fulfill with the gifting and the birthright gifts that they were that he breathed and knit in them, which is fascinating. But I I think for some people, it feels like pressure that they're going to miss it or they're not going to get it right or they're going to go down one road and then just get it wrong. But what I've learned through your process is that you're not like 
telling them a formula, you're actually inviting them into kind of listening to that still small voice, reflecting and asking broader questions. And those things inevitably, if people will stop long enough, pause the everyday crazy cycle, um, chaos and kind of urgent thing, stop long enough and just get quiet and ask those deeper questions. The heart, like, truly does want to surface and reveal itself. Have you found that to be where some people came to you just like having no idea where to begin and then just through questions and reflection and time and space, it became clear like it was already there in the first place, just had no place to surface? Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, we say that your God-given calling is not manufactured or created by you. It's actually discovered and received by you from him. Yeah. Which means you have to go on sort of like a treasure hunt to find it. And 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 that journey, you encounter his presence with you. You hear the affirmations of the still small voice. Solomon said, out of our hearts we plan, but the Lord directs our steps. So we do it, even what comes out of us. And, and so when we guide people through the life plan process, it's built around all these really important existential questions that are that the content comes from a person. It's amazing. Most people say, I never knew I had all this content in me. And now when I see it visibly up on the wall and begin to connect the dots, it's the power of perspective. And out of perspective comes clarity. And out of clarity comes that sense of life purpose. And so that's the nature of the design of it. It's more guiding and facilitating, and it's certainly not consulting and, and counseling or telling someone what to do, but it's guiding them to see what God has created them for and put in them. Well, and the beauty of that is that they grow in confidence from discernment in discernment and listening to God and hearing and getting clarity. And there's such an ownership in it, right? It's not like Pete right. told me to do this, so now I'm trying it. It's like, no, actually, Pete helped yeah. me listen and discover and encounter um, certainty, really, like a, a quiet confidence that comes from that time, taking that time, going, I feel like a fire in my bones, right, that comes from that, because it, it really is God-breathed, and it is God-given, and it's not manipulated at all. It's like just giving room for something to, to reveal itself. Yeah, I, I love the statement that you discover it, because it's already there, and it's a gift, and you're receiving it. Trafficking is not okay. Sadly, the reality is that millions of children around the world are sold for sex every night. That's why AIM is doing whatever it takes to change that reality and end the evil of child sex trafficking. I believe that every child is worth fighting for. Will you join me in this fight? I want to invite you to become a part of the next rescue by joining the village, AIM's community of monthly supporters for $10 a month. Let's be honest, that is not much. That's like giving up a couple lattes and we can do it. The village is full of everyday people who are changing lives by helping bring freedom to the enslaved with whatever they can. Change the world with AIM by going to aimfree.org slash RFL to join the village. Sign up through my link and you'll receive a beautiful reminder of your impact, a freedom bracelet made by a survivor of trafficking who is now free. Again, that's aimfree.org slash RFL to join today. Pete, you've helped so many leaders and people 
discover and and come into touch with what God's called them to do. And it's anytime I describe you to people, I just talk about this unique gifting God's given you. It's an anointing to do that kind of work. And I know people listening are like, well, how do I get time with Pete? How do I, how can I have that experience? And, you know, it's not possible for everybody to have the time with you that, that some people might have had or uh, could you could dedicate enough time to do, but uh, we've been so grateful that you're giving these two days to do something we've we've uh, really created together of of where we're going to allow multiple people to come into the same room and be in the same space and walk through these practices together. We're going to bring a few more coaches from the Patterson Center that can be with us that are help people walk through the life planning process so that collectively and for a much more affordable price. We can help so many more people start moving down this pathway towards discovering their assignment and their life purpose. And so we're excited about that, excited for more and more people to start to discover the freedom and the purpose and the and the empowerment that comes when they understand what God's called them to do. So thank you for your faithfulness, and we're excited to have you with us to do this together uh, in just a short while. Thanks, Gabriel, Rebecca, for all you do. And I'm really looking forward to being with you guys in September and October, so... Thanks again for for everything. I hope you glean some nuggets of wisdom that just will resonate and you'll keep with you, right? I know, it's just so good to listen to somebody seasoned, somebody who's, I mean, helped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people discover something. It's not just unique for me or for you. It's every one of us has this amazing calling in our life. And if we just take some time to try and discover it, if it's the hardest thing to do to set aside time mm-hmm. for something where you don't know where it's going to lead. It's a risk. But we encourage you to do that in your own life. You can look at their resources that they have at the Patterson Center online. But we'd also want to invite you, come be with us, be with Pete, have these conversations around the table, work on your life plan with us September 30th and October 1st in Franklin. And you can learn more about that at rebeccalines.com slash LP retreat. And in addition to that, you can see all the other retreats we mentioned earlier. And invite your friends. Make this a trip where two or three of you as couples maybe decide you're coming out to Lost Valley or you're going to come learn together. And let's have some destinations this fall where we can look forward to being together in the same room. Can't wait to see you there. 